0: Hi, my name is Ilya Sanchez. You're watching one ten football.
1: I think it's only fitting that the man that secured The MLS Cup with the final penalty is the one that leads us in. That was Ilye Sanchez. This, of course, is 110 football. It's LAFC 360 with myself, Vince LaRosa, Connor Koopsis, and the voice of LAFC, Max Fredos. Normally, guys, I would be sad because this is our final show of 2022, but if you're going to go out, you might as well go out on top. So this is going to be a very fun show for everyone. The the chat is already lit. Uh, They're going at it. Uh, It's awesome to see. How are you guys today?
0: I'm excellent. No, I'm not. I'm not excellent, actually. I'm so great. Uh, so no, great. I am. I am great. But uh, as we did a meeting this morning and I appeared on our Zoom link and they, I look like death warmed over. And I, I actually thought when this day would happen, I would be celebrating way over board. But I actually didn't have really time to do it. And the time I had to do it, I fell asleep last night around nine o'clock. And I slept for 10 hours, maybe 10 hours and a half. So it was like deep sleep when you saw me, and uh, but this is the good part about it. I feel good now, but I, I it's not like a, it's reserved for twenty four hours. Keep going, feel good.
1: Connor, you're young. What did what did you do? Did you guys go out and paint the town red? What are, what did blow it do
0: these out days? Surprisingly,
2: no. Like, look for the rest of the chat, like. The amount of beef that LAFC fans have to endure, not just in person, but on social media, it just like never ends. This is what I've been dealing with for the past five years. The fact that I could wake up not only yesterday, but today, no matter what anyone could say, even when we win it all, there's going to be haters out there. I'm just on cloud nine. There's no, nothing anyone can say that will knock me off my groove. And I just love it. I love it. We won the whole damn thing. And I'm just so happy.
0: You're, I by the expected. way, you're, you're young, Connor. I just want you to know when you, when there comes to sports hating, wait till you uh, go through your university experience and deal with uh, like I went the University of Florida. It's disgusting. I mean, it's pretty bad what LFC was endured for, but there's worse.
1: Yeah, but I will say a lot of people, as Craig's pointing out, uh, are getting their comeuppance from LAFC fans oh, yeah, on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's great. Right. Uh, they're they're going at yeah, it, I'm and they're going to be, as Max said, there's no time limit to this you guys have this, you're champions until you're not. So just go hard until you're not champions. So you got a long, long way. So pace yourselves a little bit, but you can do this every day.
2: No, I am pacing myself, Vince. I'm going to let every single person who follows this league know that we are the best team in MLS until we're not.
0: Really, really, I don't care. And that's great. Let me follow up by saying, guess who benefits the most from all of this, Vince and Connor? The, The haters. The people in the league that hate LAC for being successful, they'll benefit because you have a club like this with this profile, and that lifts a high tide, right? Mm-hmm. And the Galaxy as well, because now the games between these two teams are two champions that have dominated this league at some point, and those games are going to illuminate even more so. So as big as those games are, they're getting even bigger.
1: Uh, Max, I'm going to say this. That is your one Galaxy reference. No more Galaxy. We can't say that word anymore on this show. This is a champion show. But before
2: win. we get into the yeah. game can i just say uh we had an amazing post game after uh the mls cup win uh so for everyone who was there in person thank you guys so much we love you and everyone in the chat who shows up every single week not just on monday but, but for the pre and post game guys we love you this is the last show of this season um and I, i'm just so happy to be able to share these moments with you because look we we sit here and we talk uh on camera so much but you guys are part of the conversation and i love just chatting with you guys it, it, it makes my week so thank you guys love you guys the best
1: and nelson has invited us three for lunch at caveman kitchen and i'm going to invite the rest of the chat to come come join us let's all go to caveman kitchen right down the street from the stadium the food is fantastic uh and again i just want to point out again, max is so right there's no time limit on this you don't have to yeah. only celebrate for 24 hours like let's go wild i if this time next week, yes, there will not be an LFC 360, but if you're still celebrating, totally cool. And you can hit all of us up on our social medias to let us know. Uh, but let me let me get us into the show. No, Max, no. we got to get into the show. we got to do this. You have a time limit. What? Yes. No. Yes, sir.
0: I just want to say thanks to everyone in the chat room and some great questions. We're going to have to hear this story between Connor and the head trainer at some point.
1: Yes. Uh, we'll get to that. I saw that from Jesse, and uh, I've seen photos of it. Um, my favorite part of it, though, is the whoever it was uh, in the suit on the sideline trying to tell your father to calm down and it was not doing a very good job of it. Uh, but we'll get to that nope. later. So let's let's uh, maybe it'll be part of this segment. The what happened? Um, I think by now everybody knows what happened because I've been telling everybody and anybody that would listen what happened, even non-soccer fans. So I don't think we need to go like blow by blow through that game. Uh, instead, I want to ask Connor and Max, and I'll start with you, Connor. Give me like your top headline of what happened like what what's front of mind for you what's the first thing that comes to your head when you think of that question what happened
2: i i don't want to be that guy but this is an lafc show but i'm not going to make it about um lafc what we saw like the amount of memorable moments i don't know if i can pick one what what i my biggest takeaway from this game is this is the best marketing tool um mls will be able to use in the past five years probably for the next five years really uh going into this apple tv plus deal um this couldn't be a better game to 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 kind of kick it off with technically um speaking but um no this just for me it, it the the biggest takeaway is this is mls 3.0 3.0 or 4.0 or whatever you want to call it. This is a different league now. Um, and whatever you want to pick away from the game specifically, uh, it doesn't matter to me. It's just, it, it's blowing my mind. And I think you're you're seeing a lot of people internationally uh, picking up on not just the, the level of play, but the excitement that this league time and time again uh, is providing. And I and I couldn't be happier as a fan of the league.
1: Max, what was your, what's your front of mind as you think of through everything today? You, you've been a busy busy man. Uh, you were obviously at the game. Then you hosted the festivities yesterday. So have you had time to think? And if you did, what, what's, what's like, what happened? Tell me, give me the voice of LAFC. What happened?
0: I haven't had time to think because during the celebration while on stage, I was on stage left. And when they started jumping up and shooting champagne, uh, there was a wall of speakers above me. And as I jumped, full contact smashed my head into the top of it, actually blacked out for a split second, and almost fell into over the stage. So uh, one of the doctors checked me out really quick. I'm okay. But it was very, it was very, very difficult way. And again, like if you didn't celebrate yesterday, I know a lot of people probably didn't know about the parade or the celebration. I should say, you still get your chance. This is going to continue to go on. I want to just follow up on what, Connor said about it being a showcase, you know, the Apple TV folks were there last, yes, Saturday, they were there for the Galaxy game, and I talked to the MLS folks, and they were absolutely blown away. I saw the the folks from MLS, Andrew Wiebe, David Goss walking out, and, you know, we, you know, everyone's going crazy, and they all said, and we've heard this from everyone, Stu Holden, greatest game in MLS history, whether it is or not, for someone just to say it without the word arguably, is uh, pretty telling, and guys that have watched every game, like Weeby and Goss have done to say it so freely was pretty amazing. But I think more than anything, what happened on Saturday was we all saw a perfect plan come together. The LAFC roster build, why we saw why they brought in two excellent goalkeepers, why they brought in Christian Tao, obviously, Georgia Killing didn't play, but we saw what he was able to do. He was part of this plan. Why uh, you uh, maintain a guy like Sebastian Ibiaga on this squad, as opposed to trade him, which probably came into their mind because he wants to start somewhere else. Why <laughs> why you keep Gareth Bale engaged and just deal with all of the stuff that you have to deal with coming into that game. This is why it happens. And for that, you think of John Thorington and saying, why we do this? Go, why are you bringing a luxury? Why is Christian Tao? He played in the MLS Cup final. He was a part of this. So this plan all coming together in every case, really, you know, everyone was on the roster somehow. Se- Seba Mendez coming in in the Western final and playing a role. The plan came together. And uh, that's and, very rare in sports. Beautiful to see. And also, don't forget to mention Sebastian
2: Ibiaga. Um, that's a, a player whom I don't think anyone would have expected to start uh, in an MLS Cup final, let alone win it. So uh, if, I did mention him. Max's point. Sorry. I thought you said, uh, may, Did I'm not just, mention? I
1: just, I just tune
0: you out, Connor.
1: Max. Connor blacked out for a second there too. It's, it's going around. Hey, we it's all have around. one
0: blackout. You're allowed one blackout post MLS cup championship.
1: I just think of it, uh, hearing, hearing that story of you hitting the thing and almost falling off the stage. I just think you almost emulated probably uh, all the hero rock stars that we uh, know and love Max. Cause all of them have had one of those instances where they've fallen off the stage uh, and that could have been you, but change, you know,
0: it would change the tenor of the celebration yeah. from LAFC championship to idiot broadcaster falls over the front of the stage. TMZ yes. breaking news.
1: And we can't, uh, we have to point this out. We can't have two Max's injured. Um, and on a serious note, uh, we want to wish him again. Well wishes to Maxime Cropot. Uh, the celebrations, if you guys have not seen it, please take a look at it because the way they celebrated Maxime and he was a central figure in it while not being able to physically be there. Uh, Teared up. I teared up. I definitely teared his up dad, yeah. uh, his, his dad, Randy, his dad
0: came out with the jersey.
1: Mm-hmm. His they had the actual jersey that he had worn. They had it on the podium for the entire uh um show. Uh his wife with some words from that he wrote for everybody. I mean, that that was incredible. Um I'll say for me, what happened um was LAFC just brought it up a level mentally because I actually finally rewatched the game knowing the result and seeing it on TV, not seeing it in person. And I gotta tell you, Philly was very good. Like that Philly team had a very good game. Uh, LAFC had a, I think a better first half, but Philly grew into the game. And so the fact that LAFC, the team that we were talking about prior to this, we're like, man, they're so good. It's just what's missing. And a lot of people were saying they can't win the big game. And I just think it was just that missing that resiliency and maybe not having that veteran presence, which like you said. Max. That's what John Thornton brought in here. That's what he injected into this team was he was like, look, I know my team is very good. We've got a way of playing. Uh, We've got some star figures, but let's, let's inject some guys that like, even when the darkest moments happen, they don't get down. Uh, And that's your ultimate luxury player, Gareth Bale, who's not phased by anything, which I love that today. Somebody's been putting out how many times Gareth Bale has scored late goals uh, in big games. And it's like astounding. Um, so it's it's very cool that he was able to now put his mark on MLS in that way. And I'll say this, get that Gareth Bale goal the sound that that stadium made when we went in. I don't think it'll ever be louder. And I want to ask you guys in the chat, let's do this right now. Like, what are the top three goals in LAFC history? The Gareth Bale goal now has to be one, right? Gareth Bale one, maybe has to be
0: one. Diego it has Rossi, to be one. It has to be won because I would take it away. It wasn't a game winner, but essentially it was because when that went in, we didn't know it at the time, but LAFC won the cup because based on that penalty shootout, it don't take anything away from John McCarthy, who was magnificent. Uh, Philadelphia were done. Andre Blake had checked out. They had they thought they had the cup and it was it was it, essentially. They, a they basically thought they had the cup. But especially, I can't imagine what you do after that. in Philadelphia, that was stunning. They were winning the game on, a, they were winning the game in the 125th minute, and ended up losing.
2: And especially because there was genuine, for me, there was genuinely like I don't want to say this, but no hope. You're down a man, just completely down. They score, they think they win it. I think they win it. Um, and for Sifu and, and in to to be able to combine like that, for Bale to just dunk. On Jack Elliott, out of nothing, out of absolutely nothing, uh, speaks to how amazing that goal was. Um, it, and the resilience of the team, right? G. There's there's so much more importance to that goal than the fact that it was in the 128th minute in an MLS Cup final. The resilience of this 20, 2022 team compared, I'd say, to the 2019 is is all the difference, right? I, I, I don't think we would see a goal like that from the 2019 LAFC team, mm-hmm. but I digress.
1: A lot of people are putting their their favorite goals. A lot a lot of uh, Rossi against Leone, Bawanga to clinch the Spore Shield, and we can't forget that. I mean, that's uh, that's what's so crazy about this bail goal. Like it, you you forget that that Bawanga goal to su- clinch the Spore Shield. Very good goal. Um, you guys are on point. Like with all these Dio uh, to beat Carson when he basically just ran through the middle of the field and and threw off every single Galaxy player. I mean, you got you guys are on it. Uh, I do want to point out somebody pointed out about. Uh, playing the, the Mana song before uh, Penalties and how epic of a moment that was. I mean, that's hey, something that- hey, Jesus Carden, said ever. it.
0: Everyone was singing yeah. along, Vin. It was unbelievable. That was that will stay with me. I wish there was a recording of it because everyone was singing it. I, I don't know Mana well enough. I know that song, but I don't know the lyrics. And mm-hmm. I'm going to learn them now based on what, because if that moment comes up, I'm singing that song.
1: Okay, Omar did a quick top five. I'm going to just read it out before we move on. Bale, okay. Simon, Opener, Rossi Champions League, Boanga Shield winner, Vela Houdini. Which, by the way, <laughs> I love that he put Vela Houdini. I actually, that was one of my things that I always worked on with uh, Lauren Terry. We're both no longer with LAFC, but we, she and I were always the ones that did those anatomy of a goal. And we knew we were going to do that one, because, like, you can't not do that one. Uh, Carlos never does, though. So we knew Carlos wasn't going to sit down with us. So instead, we were able to get Walker... And Tristan to sit with us, and they were like, "Can we do it together?" We're like, "Eh, it's not not really the way we do it, but yeah, sure." And because they were together, they had so much fun. And then Walker to call it the Houdini goal was just epic. Like no one thought of it uh, thought of that until Walker called it that. So I love that people still call Vela's goal against San Jose the Houdini goal. Little tip of the cap to Walker Zimmerman. Okay, let's move on to what we learned. And uh, producer Chris already has something in there that we're gonna bring back. John McCarthy legend uh mls cup final mvp uh what we learned was john mccarthy is very very good at pks but could could you guys did, have ever imagined something like that like uh, some people have already said this the hollywood ending that not even hollywood could write but like john mccarthy did anyone max did you know john mccarthy was that good at penalties before this weekend
0: i did not but and we we weren't there. And I give hats off because when I rewatched it, the Fox team, the broadcast team, did mention before the Maxime Crapo injury that they had intel suggesting that that could happen. So obviously, I would have learned it for for myself the first time. At that point, I did. I felt comfortable with him based on the Inter Miami game where he saved two penalties. VAR obviously changed that. Was by the way, was Ismail Elfath the ref of that game? I think he was. Because because he yelled at Elphath, I asked John yesterday at the celebration, and I, I, I questioned him in front of everyone. What did what did you say to him? He goes, Yeah, I know the rules, man. You can stay behind the line. And I'm like, that's incredible. But there's also if you watch the Fox broadcast or or the End the broadcast because they brought brought the same feed. There's a moment where Oka Nikolov is talking to John McCarthy, and Oka is so relaxed. And that was very telling because it it was like they you could tell that they were going to have this conversation with or without the injury. And Oka just sitting there again and is almost saying, well, this is what you signed up for. Something to that effect. I can't lip read that well, but it was something to that effect because you could see John nod his head. So this was been planned in for so long and we didn't know Uh, we found out, which was so beautiful to find it out at that moment. It was I was I'm so happy we learned it in that under that timeline.
1: It did look like Oka said something along the lines of, "If you're gonna have one moment, this is a good time to have it." And I think John, I mean John, understood the assignment. And a lot of people are pointing out uh, that we learned to, learned John McCarthy's skill at saving penalties at the SoFi game. And I would like to point out that I remember after the SoFi game, and you guys can be a little chappy sometimes, uh, internet chatters. Uh, a lot of people were actually dragging John McCarthy for getting his hands on balls but not being able to save them. I remember. So uh, maybe he was just it was a little rope a dope. Uh, But Connor and Max, you actually were on that. You were both on that live show that we had outside the stadium. Dave Denholm hosted with I with me. Uh, Connor, when John McCarthy came out uh, and he sat with us in the Phillies jersey and he was very quiet and very humble. uh, Could you ever have imagined that that man was going to walk away with the MVP trophy uh, when you saw him? (laughs) Because he was just like, I'm happy. No, and I and I and I don't think he would have
2: expected that um, either. But I think. The, the larger point that we're talking about is he talked about it, um, himself, that, that next man up mentality, right. Um, whether it's Sebastian Ibiaga, whether it's all the people that Max mentioned, uh, in regards to this team's depth, um, you had not only, uh, uh, an, un unfit Gareth Bale, uh, score, uh, last minute, um, equalizer. You had our backup goalkeeper become the MVP of an MLS cup. Uh, saving and winning the MLS Cup for us, um, and you also had a player like Sebastian Ibiaga, who I would have said um, coming into this match would be our fourth string center back, um, all perform at the level of a of a first team of an MLS Cup winning team, um, and you don't get that right. Uh, you see a lot of teams, uh, their starting center back gets injured for a big game like this, and they suffer because of it. Um, And in regards to to all those players that I mentioned, specifically John McCarthy, although I don't think he would have expected this outcome, I truly believe no matter who it is on this team, they are ready for that to happen um, if the scenario goes to plan. So, God, you got to give credit to John McCarthy and just the the face, the emotions that came came over him, Um, especially when talking about the fact that his family is going to be there, the amount of times he has he hasn't won a trophy since high school. You know what I mean? The fact that his family was going to be there. And probably before the game, he would have said, you know, fam, I might not play, but it's good for you guys to come and just watch the team. The fact that he was able to step up and, and win, single-handedly win the MLS Cup for the team in front of his family, in front of these fans. Like, I uh, maybe we should get into defining what a club legend is and how someone uh, earns that status. But whatever you want to say, John McCarthy, he's got to be in the conversation now for, for LAFC legend.
1: Even even for the small small amount um, that he's produced. Oh, abs- absolutely. John McCarthy, LFC. We'll always remember John McCarthy. And shout out to Will, who says, congrats, congrats LAFC from Ecuador, which is very cool. Yeah. Someone's watching us from Ecuador.
0: All uh, right. I it out. Europe on their way to Qatar already. So they, were, they are already on their way. Just this goes to show how demanding this World Cup year is.
1: Dak points out what you're pointing out, Connor. And I, I do want to keep talking about this because I think that This can't be in in a match that had so many talking points and so many star moments, star turns, like ultimately it was the depth. Um, And I think ultimately that's the story of maybe the whole season. Like if you had to put one very high level headline, it's, it's the way that this roster was constructed and the fact that you got contributions from pretty much one through 25. Um, Max, just speak, speak to that. I mean, the understanding, and we were told this kind of from Will Koontz, like we wanted to raise not just the ceiling of the team, but most importantly, the floor of this team. And they did it perfectly.
0: It's, it may be somewhat unique circumstance for a club like LAFC to to do that, to have the resources and the ability to raise the floor, as you say, which I think is a really nice way to put it, because we saw that here where they said, We want to reach for the stars and have the best players that could be game winners. But we want to have a quality group that can fill the gaps when needed, kind of like in an MLS Cup final. You know, Carlos Vela coming out, Chicho Arango coming out. You know, everyone's like freaking out. I go, but those are the right moves to make. I mean, those guys were flagging. It was 120 minutes, so you've got to... A, de- a deep roster, and look, most teams don't have deep rosters in MLS because of the restrictions and the fact that LFC were able to find a way to make it work under those limitations is unbelievable because we heard that from Ernst Tanner in Philadelphia that he thought that they um, somehow were able to massage the rules. and They go, no, we've done it, and they're not the top spenders in MLS. Granted, they got some LA discounts across the way. Sorry, that's the way it works. But John Thorrington yeah. did this, but he still doesn't have to get the cover for these positions, and he certainly did. And, you know, Brian Seabury said about John McCarthy, he just should never have to buy a beer again in uh, in Los Angeles, which is true. And Brian also had a good point about Chiqui Palacios on the goal. I saw that about being able to put a crossing like that when in 118 or 128 minutes is spectacular. John Thorrington is probably going to make the way teams look and how they build rosters. It was that significant. And having a, a staff that can have conversations with your star players, knowing that they may not be there in the biggest moments, there's a lot here. Uh, it's amazing to see it all click into place, because even when we were doing it, I go, what's going on? Why are we signing this guy? I mean, But, and, but I was basing that on the limitations of Major League Soccer. So to see it all kind of come out and work so well, and it was going to work well, whether they won this game on Saturday or not you're going to have to do this and the league has to do this because you want to duplicate what LAC did. As Connor said at the beginning, this is a game changer for the league. Uh, don't let this go away. You want to have teams like this. So people don't make fun of MLS and say it's worse than the the Dutch era Divisi or the Scottish premier league or the English championship, which it's not. So they've got to change that. So uh, unbelievable roster build, never seen it before. One last thing before I hand it off, hit that like button. We see a ton of you in here. We can't even keep up with the comments. I cannot keep up with the comments. We've never had it this good on the show. So hit that like button. What's up, guys?
1: You know what? Get in there even more. Yeah, Luis wants me to say that uh, Bale dunked on Elliot, which is 100% correct. Uh, And I posted on Twitter, weight room. I love that. That's my favorite uh, sneaky jab at people. Weight room, buddy. Uh, So that was definitely one of those moments. I think in this section, Connor, what did we learn is the time for you to tell the story of you and one very large trainer from Philadelphia. What was going on down there, uh, as in your seats during MLS Cup final? I believe the trainer walked. The last words he said to you were "f off" as he walked onto the field uh, for context reasons.
2: I sit right beside the away bench and throughout LAFC's history, I'd like to think I've single-handedly taken the, the uh, accountability of being that 12th man, especially because I know that everything I say can be heard by the opposing bench as well as coach, as well as referees. Um, So I don't hold back. Um, And in a game against Philadelphia, whom I really don't like Philadelphia supporters. If you guys have uh, (laughs) watched the show week in week out, you'll know that. Um, and it was weird. I was Except getting his back and forth from Jim player. Curtin, but the oh well, okay. There's uh, some exceptions. Not, not just from head. Jim Curtin, <laughs> not just from the coaching staff, and not just from the players. But I was like, you guys are trash talking back at me as if I'm like a player. I'm like, I'm a fan. I'm just talking crap. I'm in your head, bro. Um, and so after the 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 penalty shootout and we won, uh, not only was uh, myself. My family, my friends, and everyone else sitting around me, not only cheering for MLS Cup, but we also uh, gave it a little bit to the um, to the trainer. I don't know if we have a clip. Do we have a
0: clip?
1: Can we show it? Uh, it's on your yeah. Instagram uh,
0: if people want to see that. it. I'll look at it after. Oh, wow. I see your dad there. There That's we go.
2: There we go. There's yep. me in the Vela shirt. It just there he is. Absolutely so giving it off. to the guy. Man, he, Given, he giving 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 Philadelphia a little taste of their
1: own medicine. He he doubled back a couple times I, by the way, back. Connor, no, I'm so glad
0: funny. you got to share that moment with your family. That's beautiful stuff, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> I envy you. That's amazing. I was there with my wife, which was really nice, but your whole family that's fantastic, man. Anyway, like I said, long story short, I just was trying to
2: give Philadelphia a little bit of a taste of their own medicine, and I think it worked. It worked really well. So to everyone who's watching, got you guys.
1: Yeah. So what we've learned here is that Connor is a secret agent strategist here for you guys. And I, I, I want to say I remember that you told me a story about Nacho Ambriz from León. You also were very much in his head uh, when they came out here. So uh, I don't. I mean, I don't want to say it. You know, it it uh, definitely tipped the scales in LFC's favor. But two of the biggest moments all time at Bank California Stadium have resulted from Connor Colopsis talking crap to uh, the opposing bench. So, I mean, take it for what it is. Okay. Let's, let's go to, uh, let's go to where do we go from here? And guys, uh, even though this is the last show uh, of the year for us, there's going to be a lot of news coming out in the next couple of days. So we'll, the three of us, we're always busy on our socials. We'll try to keep you involved, but let me just kind of rattle some things off. And then Connor and Max, you tell me what you're looking forward to most, uh, 4 PM is going to be the CONCAP Champions League draw. We'll find out where we're all traveling next season. Uh, there's a trade window currently open right now for MLS. There's been a roster freeze for two months. So at this moment, the teams could uh, do a trade. I did talk to some LAFC higher ups and I said, uh, you guys going to be sticking around for a little bit. They go, we go back to work on Monday. So <laughs> they're all in the office. They're going They're going right back to work. Um, the 14th though, is the day in which LAFC has to make known the options that they are extending to players and or declining. So, those three things are some important uh, goings on. Not even to mention the fact that the World Cup is like two weeks away. Uh, but Max Connor, what what are you uh, looking forward to most? Is the week? The hits just keep coming. It's not over, baby.
0: Would you uh, Would you be surprised if LaFC did not make some sort of trade in this window, knowing their track record? They're the most active club, so it's certainly something to keep an eye on. And uh, it's gonna. There's going to be turnover. We're going to find out here much sooner than later because, remember, the season starts in mid-February. But this CONCACAF Champions League is very exciting. And maybe there's another game between LAFC and Philadelphia. And by the way, I think this is a very good Champions League for LAFC to potentially add another trophy. Uh, all due respect to uh, Atlas and Pachuca. Pachuca's been amazing. They just won the title. But these are teams that uh, uh, I think are certainly... Uh, on the right day in a rowman away with the talent LFC has can be taken. You don't have the deeper clubs like America or Monterrey. You do have Tigres, which is gonna probably be there at the end. But this is a – aging, a, aging
1: t- Tigres, so yes. I mean
0: how old is Geniac at this point? Um thirty-five? Still banging still the main. But way. I agree. I, know. I think the in Mexico. I mean, LAFC is in perfect shape. Everything is perfect for them to do it. They're gonna they're probably gonna be the favorites. Don't be surprised, which is crazy when you think about the history of MLS clubs there. So we shall see. But whatever comes out of that hopper, I think LAFC is like, bring it. We got this. It's not going to be like last year. like, oh, no, no, no. We don't want to be in that group. And you got the toughest group, and you still went through. Whatever comes out of that hopper, LAFC is like, we're cool. So this is the fun part is, you know, people were saying when to celebrate. You can celebrate today with the CONCACAF Champions League. You can celebrate as... uh, Jaffet said, can't wait to see the banner when it rolls out. All these things are coming in here. And the, you could think I'm going to take a day off or two from LAFC, but it won't be more than that. After the World Cup, it's going to be, we are right back in this thing, full bore to repeat as champs.
1: Connor, are you looking forward I'll, I'll, to the, the announcements of uh, contracts? I mean, there's going to be turnover. And to Max's point about CCL, there's a lot of games next year. So the depth is going to be needed that much more.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I have a uh, little more talking points in my stoppage time, so I'll reserve uh, uh, my words for that. But to Vince's point, not only are we going to be competing in CCL next year, there's the Leagues Cup um, as well as another year of the U.S. Open Cup. There's even more games than you could imagine. I'm tired just thinking about how many games this team is going to have to play. Uh, next year. So as, as Vince is saying, it'll be very interesting. There's going to be a lot of changes. Uh, I think we all know that. Maybe, I I can't predict the future, so I can't tell you how many, but expect this team to look different, hopefully for the better.
1: Yeah. As, uh, people are talking about some of the teams uh, from Liga MX and pointing out, Max, that you're right. This is a good opportunity for LAFC. Uh, Pachuca is my Liga MX team. I, I would love for us to maybe uh, meet with Los Tuzos, the 1st We've never been Patico. down there.
0: We've never been down to Hidalgo. I know, well, I speak for myself. I'd love to check it out.
1: Yeah. It's a little I, different. I, I, yeah, let us, know, let us know in the chat what destination you would love to come out of that hopper. Where oh, you'd
0: like Atlas, to travel. Atlas, Guadalajara. But that's part one. They're in part one, I think. So maybe in a Yeah, I don't think we can summer. play that.
1: Yeah. Um, well, there is going to be a lot of change over. But one thing that's not going to change and where we go from here is we still are gonna be led by the one and only Steve Trundle, who have not mentioned this entire time yet uh, throughout this, because there's just been so many storylines. Uh, at that, I'm gonna go back to that celebration yesterday, uh, Larry Berg, Larry Friedman as well, a lot of people bringing out receipts, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, it definitely played to the crowd very well. And some people I think were nervous uh, when they started bringing out receipts, I can tell you that much. But I think between the three of us, I mean, Yes, we're always usually very positive. But I Max and I had gotten to meet Steve Trundolo when he first signed on to be the lights coach. Uh, we've obviously known Steve Trundolo for all he's done for for the national team and just the type of guy he is. We we believed in Steve um, from the get-go. And I can't blame you if you if you were worried, but some of it was it was much. It was a little much. Um, so I'm wondering if anybody in the chat has the um, if they're able to humble themselves and say that you were wrong uh, and that Steve Terundolo, uh should have been the coach of the year, especially after that final. The
2: Are last thing I want receipts? us to do. You're
0: looking for more receipts the... there. Uh, yeah.
2: Vince, the last thing I want to do is, is talk about receipts and like how to view the bigger picture coming into the next year. But guys, We've talked about it before. See how well we did this year after so much crap was talked throughout the year? Let's – maybe maybe going forward. Maybe this is a new chapter for all of us LAFC fans. Maybe going forward we can try to not see things as black and white and maybe try to at least give people the benefit of the doubt going in the new year. And you know what? Maybe if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Then you talk your smack, right?
0: But let's
2: try to give yeah, people fit, the benefit yeah, of the doubt assuming... going
0: forward. Putting his hand up, says, "I was happy and I was wrong. I was wrong, but I'm happy I was. So good, good stuff."
1: I love that Connor, that Steve Tronello has gotten Connor to give people like life lessons, like maybe just don't judge people. By the, by judge the, people <laughs> just don't judge people. Because I thought you were t- um, you were expanding that beyond soccer, right? Like you were saying, just in a, in a whole con- in, no. This is just like a life, life thing. I think we can all yeah, learn and grow from. this. <laughs> Uh, i love people to give receipts about bobs a lot weren't wanting him to leave bob was a very good coach uh you can ask steve that uh he basically didn't change much uh he probably just made them a little more pragmatic um and tweaked a little (laughs) bit but he would even say that he he kept a lot of things that were working and he thought a lot of stuff was working i mean john thornton told us too like look if i could have engineered a season where a team plays well but is as unlucky as they possibly could be. It really was that 2021 season.
0: But by the way, Vince, you talked about pragmatism, and I agree with you that they haven't changed a lot. But as the season went on, the this LFC looked a little pretty, pretty different. How surprised were you in that that final when Philadelphia was their possession was in the mid-60s? Yeah. Which worked out perfectly. But that's why I love what Steve turnbull does. He goes, Look, we 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 will adapt. But I was like, man, this is not the game I expected at all. But mm-hmm. they got the early goal. Unfortunately, they weren't able to hang on to it. So whatever they did early and late, it got them the cup.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's more a testament to Philly. Like, let's uh, – we we're all dunking on them. Guys, continue to have your fun with Jack Elliott dunking uh, – getting dunked on by Bale. Um, continue to have your fun with uh, Jose Martinez doing the crying eyes and then missing his penalty. That was silly. Uh, Bedoya, uh, his press conference. Guy. Not good. Uh, let's see. Philly admin had to delete a tweet that was probably premature. I, our good friend uh, Taylor Twelman had to as well. Uh, so uh, you guys definitely have fun with that. But but I will say this: they were a very good team. Like this is exactly what I wanted. They're, the only reason why this is an all-time MLS great game is because of the strength of these two teams. Because if if you're laFC a yeah, an MLS Philadelphia team, go, did their part. Yeah, you go three-three with the team, and yes, there's heroics. If it's the fourth seed, you're like, well, what did you? Why did you let them stay in the game so long? So this is the only reason, yep. really, really, why it can happen. Um, I want to see this final just, next
0: year. I want to see this final next year. That's why, because I, I, I trust Philadelphia will keep their standard. I know LAFC will too.
1: They're going to look very different, and, though, too. A lot of a lot of players. I think Kai Wagner is going to be gone. Um, even Mbizo is a guy that could could go. Um, you know, uh, they're going to keep Carranza around, but I, they'll look different. they you know, they've already uh, uh, Paxton's going. Aaronson's um, already been. And, been bought McLean could go somewhere like
2: and and to your point vince the the grit and resilience of this team to earn the right to talk smack back in their faces after everyone said it was all uh all done right um i think makes it that much more sweeter and so where do we go from here celebrate until the season starts next year celebrate until someone else is crowned mls champions because really you this team earned the right to be able to talk all they want. And lean into being the team everyone hates, guys. Just do it. I don't care. I don't care how anyone perceives this team. Lean into it. Give it to everybody. And we don't quit. The team doesn't quit and the fans won't quit. And if nobody likes it, too bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And celebrate our World Cup players. Were you going to curse? No. I don't do that, Vince. bad. Celebrate our uh, our, our World Cup players with your LAFC pride. There is... uh, We feel awful about Maxime Crapo, and I I DM'd him last night and said, man, I kind of was awful, and he's like, dude, we won the cup. I was like, I met your family, man, uh, God bless you, and he's like, what are you, he was like, I was the one that he was talking off, but uh, he was, but other than that, Kellen Acosta is going in great form, Cheeky and Sifu, Sifu definitely is going to play, Cheeky's going to play as well as, um, Gareth Bale will celebrate, with the exception of one game, we'll support him, (laughs) but that, that, knock. No, score as many goals as possible, with the exception of uh, November the twenty-first. But uh, yeah, keep. Where do you go from here? You you've got it. You point to that shirt with that star and say, "Yeah, that's." I don't have to do talking because this shirt will do the talking for me. And just as I look at the the uh, the chat, Vince, it looks like a lot of people for Concacaf Champions League are identifying Panama City, which is a great choice.
1: Ooh, I'd love to go there, um, guys. If road you trip, have questions. road trip. Road trip. Oh, that's a long road trip. Uh, if you guys have questions, go ahead and start uh, sending them in. Uh, somebody, uh, Jesse, pointing out, uh, don't forget about the stash. We haven't mentioned, Ryan Hollingshead. Uh, I would say his penalty was my favorite uh, just because it was so, so cheeky, so cool. Uh, Hollingshead, what what a guy. And uh, you're you're right, Jesse. Uh, Ryan Hollingshead was a guy that came in here. I go, he's a very good uh, left back. Um, he'll be good for cheeky to get some breaks every once in a while. Um And then literally just owned that right back position when Franco had some injury problems and got better as the season wore on. He was a key contributor. He was incredible in the Austin Western Conference Final. Um, When he started getting going a little bit against Philly, that's when LFC really started to have some some joy in the possession. So he's a pivotal player. Um, I will say, I believe he's a free agent. So of all the things going on, and now he's a UCLA guy. Uh, loves it out here. I would think LAFC is definitely going to make a big play to keep him around. Um, But I definitely would love to hear uh, one of the next things coming out of LAFC is that they have re-signed Ryan Hollingshead. Um, And I think you guys can probably agree on that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Leonardo in the chat. I just want to shout out Leonardo for coming by, uh, someone who's always in the chat every single week and actually meeting us meet in, him person, in person uh, at at the final. So it's always a pleasure. Let's just
0: hope that our banner's bigger than NYCFCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be. And by the way, Brian, I want to answer this question. Seabury, who was slated to be the fifth penalty kick taker? I can tell you it was Gareth Bale. Yep. Confirmed. That would have been – but it had,
1: be been... it had to be Elie. It had to be you can't know exactly Illier
0: told the team. I'm convinced Iliad told the team they had penalties. We've got this one based on the way they took those penalties. Each of them went, went up there and just cut after, obviously, Christian Taylor, but they went bang, bang, bang. And it was like they knew. They knew it was theirs.
1: Uh, here's a good one from Matthew What youth players do you guys think will break into the first team next year? That's a tough, tough question. I have that question myself, and I try to ask it of a lot of uh, LAFC people in the know. Um, I, Tony Leone played a lot, uh, with Vegas, uh, and they're liking what he's been contributing. He was on the bench, obviously when Eddie couldn't, uh, make it, uh, for that Western conference final. I think that was more just for Tony to be there. We talked to Sebastian Ibiaga and he said, that's great for Tony to just feel the atmosphere, feel the presence, warm up with the guys. Uh, we were also told that he could play a little bit of right back. Uh, Which is very interesting as we look to, is Franco going to be back? What's going on with Hollingshead? You know, Cheeky's obviously going to get a lot of interest as a a left back. Um, So I I would say Tony Leone is my pick, but it's tough because, you know, we have a lot of good young attacking talent, but where do they fit in? Like, how do you get into this LAFC team with Bowanga, Vela, uh, Chicho, uh, you know, I am not I'm not sure, and I think maybe we're still another year or two away from somebody really really coming through and making a presence on the first team. I don't know, uh, Max or Connor, if you guys agree with that.
2: Look, as as much as I I hope uh, that the local kids will will get their their fair shot at the first team, um, L A F C is a is a super club. And you're not going to be just giving away participation medals, right? Um, if you want, if you are going to be in the starting eleven, you you have to to, to earn that spot. That's not to discredit the, the the players that come up within the academy system, but unless there is a very very uh, concrete reason uh, one of those players should be uh, in the starting lineup, if not in the 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 squad on match days, then you know I'm not too torn. Regarding the academy players not making it to the first team,
0: you also have the uh, the ability to to be the marketplace, and there's going to be clubs. So, if, if Tony Leone's not playing, or Nathan Ordaz, or Duenas, or Torres are not playing, there are other clubs that will look at it, and that goes back towards the club. Could be loan, could be something along the way. So this is, you look at Philadelphia, they just sold, an, uh, sold another Aronson brother, and you think of the money that's coming to their coffers. It's a big reason why they're successful later. Um, or they're able to make MLS cups, but you know the two Aaron's and Mark McKenzie, the the list goes on and on. So that is a, another means of wanting to develop those youth players. I would love to see uh, an academy guy play regularly in LAFC. I would love to see an LA kid play on LAFC. It's going to happen, but there are some positives wow. here. But as as uh, Connor pointed on, this is a really tough team to crack. It really is impossible. And and I just want to say for our trophy is here in the chat.
2: Yeah, Bale's just here to play scrimmages and golf in the sun. He'll be gone after the World Cup. Oh, don't forget, uh, come up clutch and, and win MLS Cup for us. So
1: I, I yeah, he doesn't that's have an, to do it. An, any, important, an
2: important other uh, thing yeah. that he does.
1: He's a club legend for forever. Uh, question, what were you thinking at 127 minutes down 2-3? to three? I can, I'll be fully honest with you. I was standing with a lot of LAC people, and we were all kind of preparing our thoughts to be classy because we're classy people. We were all kind of being like, good final, Philly, you know – They've outplayed us. They they were better in in sharper moments and blah, blah. And then Bale scored, and I that all went out the window. But I'll be that'll be totally honest with you. When you, somebody scores in the 127th minute, which is the latest goal until Bale's goal in an MLS Cup final, yeah, you're thinking it's probably over. But thank God Gareth Bale didn't think that. I Who cares what I think? Gareth Bale thought he could go ahead and tie it. So good for him.
0: Gareth had some really good defensive plays when he was out there, too. No, he kept coming yeah, back and hitting pieces. balls away. Yeah, there was a lot to his performance, and the goal obviously uh, trumps everything. But yeah, I was with you too afterwards. You're like, oh, so what? Are, I guess we're not gonna do that celebration on Sunday, and probably planning <laughs> planning what you're doing do on Sunday. Maybe I'll go have a nice lunch with my family. I mean, I haven't seen them a lot the last week, so maybe that'd be a good thing. So, but hey, the heck with I it. And, <laughs> I and lead plans
2: of I, mice and men. I think we can like I, I said at the top of the show. I was quite frankly a little hopeless. I w- I just felt like w- not only the team, but we've been covering this team since preseason. Well, we this this season we've been doing this one ten football thing since preseason. We've all worked our our tails off just for it to come up short in the final game. The fact that we made it to the final game just for it to end the way it would have, uh, it just it just sucked. And you know. Um, if those if those emotions are dictating how you you live your life, that means you're probably living a pretty good life. But, um, you know, when when Bale was able to out of nothing score that goal. I, for you guys watching, I don't know if it's the same for you guys. Every single, I've probably watched that goal and that sequence as well as the penalty shootout hundreds of times since it happens. And I'm not uh, I, I'm not exaggerating it. Every single time I watch that sequence, I'm genuinely at a loss for words and I don't know when that will will change. Every single time I've watched it and, and I and I look and I'm looking at my phone the screen and I'm like, What the hell? How is that real? How is this Hollywood ending real? And it's I still haven't been able to shake that awe of that goal. So I cloud nine, guys. Cloud nine.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh and people are pointing asking about the past. It was Cheeky Palacios that raced to the byline and held that in. Ah, uh, perfectly lofted, uh, perfect height for once again bail to dunk on Jack Elliott. I'm just gonna keep saying it because people want me to. Um, so that that was the incredible. fitness,
0: the fitness from Cheeky. Because if you look at the, look at the play, the whole minute beforehand, he's does two throw-ins. He's running. He's like got twinkle toes. They're all moving so fast. I go, how is he finding this energy? I'm exhausted. We're all exhausted, but he still found it. That was. I hope he gets his. Uh, his slice of the, of the pie for such a famous goal now, not just in MLS history and soccer history, because you you don't see that anywhere.
1: Uh, Luis, you want me to answer your question? Uh, it's not that I don't want to. It's like there's just not a good answer for it. Um, there's not actually that much money going to the teams in this Apple deal. A lot of the money is going towards the production of the Apple broadcast and whatever's going on next year. So hopefully that is a good thing. Um, but no, it's not like LUC is going to be flush with cash all of a sudden.
0: But improving the content's a nice play there. That's what the broadcast money does, because we LAFC is a world brand, and that's a place through Apple that you can expand that brand. We've got to do. We've got to do our part locally, and you know the the events group and Richard Roscoe do a great job. We have Justin Bieber there at the at the the game. That's great. We can do that locally, but to get the LAFC brand out so that people know about it, this is where that Apple TV money comes into play, in my estimation.
1: I'm still gonna say I was more excited that Wiz Khalifa was there. Uh,
0: than Justin. Dude, it was, pre- it was pretty
1: overwhelming. Liz Khalif was the man, um, and I would say, to Max's point, yes, hopefully some of that Apple money does trickle down, and uh, you know, maybe instead of LFC 360 one day a week, um, we're doing these, we're there every day, and we're at training, and we're giving you guys all the news and everything that you crave, because that's the one thing I hear from uh, fans across the board, is like, I just want to know more about my team. I want to hear about them every single day, and I agree with you, there should be content every single day, guys, so... Hopefully that's what, like Max said, more content, more avenues for you to follow the team and more ways for you to get to know the players inside and out, get to know tactics, get to know the storylines, everything. So that that maybe that's the better answer for you, um, Luis. Uh, So let's let's thank you for all your questions, guys. Great uh, questions, as always. The chat's on fire again, Uh, but I'm going to move us along to stoppage time. It'll be our final stoppage time of the year. No pressure, guys. Uh, And Max Bredos. You are up first on stoppage time. So look at your notes and remember what your stoppage time was.
0: I remember what it was. I just want to put the words properly in order because this is an easy stoppage time for me because I've been, it's the one thing that has come away from all of this, which uh, continues to ring uh, so true on the uh, historical significance of what we saw on Saturday. And that is John McCarthy's performance is the greatest story, greatest moment in the history of Major League Soccer. Uh, I've watched this league from almost the beginning. And this is not just in this league. This is one of the best moments I've seen in any sport because the layers uh, that would create uh, a compelling story for the Hollywood types, we always misuse that and go, you couldn't write a Hollywood script on that. But I will tell you, there are going to be people that have paid attention to this that are going to want to do something with John. It's in the works because it's too crazy to believe, and the layers from obviously just having a baby a a month ago, signing for a team with the knowledge that you're not going to be the starter, but maybe you come in for an important moment, like the MLS Cup Final. The idea that he is from Philadelphia and he is playing the Philadelphia team. Very good chance, by the way, that John was by himself somewhere watching the Phillies game later that night and losing. He wore a Phillies shirt with... Vincent Dave uh, on the uh, Inside LAFC MVP pod just to go to show to that level. To have that affinity with Maxime Crapeau and see his best friend on the team. If you go to training, those guys are inseparable. They know what's up and they lifted each other up. And hats off to Maxime for telling John, he goes, you have a part here. He never complained. He never made a stink. He just sat there and he did his job. But to see his buddy, and probably hear his friend's legs snap uh, so violently in an incredible play and to catalog his emotions to be able to go out there. And then being a the guy was probably going to come in regardless because that was the plan. Yet you come in under these means. It changes everything to be so brave to have. I mean, I know I'm leaving out some details because I, I wrote them down and I just ran out of areas. <laughs> I ran out of paper. Or ink yeah. to do this. But John McCarthy seizing that moment. Not only that, uh we asked him, we found out yesterday, too, that when Ilya hit the winning penalty, he ran to him. And he was going back into goal because he thought he had to face another shot. So it just keeps on going. It's the, one of the greatest sports stories ever told. And I'm not being a prisoner of the moment. I'm telling you that because I've, I've had... 24, 36 hours to absorb it, and I can't think of many in this league or anywhere that could compare it with that. It's that special. John McCarthy, thank you for uh, taking along all of us for this incredible ride.
1: I 100% agree. I still can't believe that we sat down with John McCarthy the night before or the day before, and yeah. he, was, he, gave, he gave a little speech just about, like, how special it is, and it got me fired up. Both Dave and I were like, man, we're so fired up. Knowing that the guy that we were, again, to your point, Max, the guy that probably wasn't going to feature in this match unless something went wrong or penalties, um, which you would say for LAFC is probably something kind of went wrong if you're going to penalties in that final. Uh, he was just so calm. And then to be a hero, uh, we've gotten the chance to get to know him pretty well. Max, you finally got to meet the other John McCarthy, big John McCarthy's dad, dad, um, who is a, a follower of 110 football on our socials and an awesome guy as well. So He is have massive, a better by night. the
0: way. He is yeah. massive, huge.
1: I still remember when we uh, first time we got hit up by John's dad and we said, John, so a guy reached out to us, said he would cook us some cheesesteaks when he was in town next. Is is that actually your dad? He goes, I- is it the effort that looks exactly like me with the same name? And I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, that's my dad. It so it's just so John. Every, John is an, an original. He's unique. Uh, he's just a great soul. Uh, and now so he's love a that, club legend. Yes. I love that, Max. We'll need, well, Max, we'll need you for the voiceovers for that, uh, Hollywood movie. So just be ready.
0: Sold. Okay.
1: Uh, Connor Klopsis, what is your stoppage time?
2: (sighs) This is such a good year and I don't want to move past it just yet, but we will have to move past it at, at some point and look onwards to, to next year. Um, this team reminds me, uh, this 2022 LAFC team reminds me a lot of the 21, uh, rams team where it was really all or nothing and they won the super bowl at the end of the day we did the same thing all or nothing mls Cup or bust and we went the distance and i'm so happy we're able to say that and i'm not gonna stop saying it for a very long time uh that being said there will be a lot of changes next season there will have to be changes i can't tell you to what degree the changes will be only time will tell um but context wise and comparing it to to where we were at this point last year. Um, we were at probably the lowest point LAFC as a franchise has ever been, uh, missing playoffs for the first time. Uh, and, and the amount of changes that, that the team would have to endure uh, at the the hands of uh, John Thorrington, the rest of the, the technical and recruitment staff was big, right? Um, and, and the amount of changes that ended up proving to, to work and win us the Cup at the end of the day, uh, that's a feat in itself. Um, and all credit towards John Thorington, uh for getting that done. It's a different scenario now, going into the next year as undoubtedly uh, the best team in MLS this year. Argument to be made uh, in regards to the best team in MLS history, period. Um, and so it's going to be very interesting to see how this team and John Thorington, um kind of pivot to next year to maintain that super club status. So my stoppage time is there will be immense changes to this team coming into next year. But John Thorington and LAFC will make sure that the status of MLS Super Club will stay the same going into next year. And we will be favorites to win MLS Cup uh another year in a row. So that's my stoppage time. I think we'll be able to get it done. But it's a very this is my favorite time of the year, right? So uh, very different, but let's uh, let's see what
1: happens. Uh, Matthew said he did the math, and we could play seventy-two games next season if we play. If we that's a lot of games. That's what, of what they. That's
0: season. what they do in Brazil. That's what they Palmeiras and Flamengo do. We make fun of them, but seventy-two games, and it's crazy. Also, what Connor says about the turnover, it's going to happen, but it just goes to show you how you bank it's this these roster builds aren't long term all the time. it's short- term for success. You got to do it because when you have a roster is creatively and it, um, created uh, with so many parts that have to align perfectly and it's impossible for that to carry over to the next year, then you better win and they did. It's incredible. Uh,
1: David, I, I know you're pointing out that there is another big John McCarthy and I, I know the UFC legend and referee. Um, But I think in this part of Los Angeles, we can now say that the only big John McCarthy uh, wears goalkeeper gloves. Uh, But shout out, shout out to, yes, the original big John McCarthy. uh, And you are correct. Uh, And also the White House visit. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Uh, They do still do that. So I would assume LAFC at some point, especially if they have a trip out to D.C. to play D.C. United, will be stopping by the White House, which is pretty damn cool. I mean, that's that's pretty rad.
0: They will be going to D.C. next year because uh, D.C. came here. If they do play, they don't play all the Easter if teams. They play, but they yeah. play. It, I think yeah, the schedule may be smart and put it in there.
1: Schedule is going to be weird. And then to Connor's point, look, change uh, roster turnover is natural in MLS, just the way the, ros- the, the contracts kind of work. But then it is also around the world. You always talk about cycles, like when players when teams win trophies, like players kind of have cycles. And. Uh, we don't have time to get into it here, but we're talking about like seafood, like his cycle may be coming to an end and he needs to move up an- another level. Some guys need to, uh, downshift a level. Like they can't quite hit their marks anymore. So there's going to be a lot of change, yeah. but, uh, yeah, the, with what John did with, uh, the offs this past off season, uh, you got to say that, uh, you should have some faith, uh, in John Thornton and what he's going to be able to do. Okay. My stoppage time is this, uh, we talked to Elias Sanchez, and I'll say this a lot because we talked to Elias Sanchez a lot, okay? We get to do that. It's nice. And he's a good talker, and he enjoys talking with us. But he pointed out something that I never thought about, and it was this. The supporter shield was so important to him. Um, but he had to just kind of forget about it immediately because there was a bigger goal in mind. And I think we've all forgotten about it. So I want to remind you guys, we didn't just win an MLS Cup. We did the double, baby. Like, to, when I'm looking at my boy Max Bretos on stage last night, and then I'm looking at one— two, three trophies, the Supporters' Shield, the Western Conference Final, the MLS Cup, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much silverware up there. It's brilliant. Like, this team is amazing. And I I think that just by essence of doing the double and being the eighth team ever to do the double, you have to put LAFC in the conversation of one of the greatest MLS teams of all time. But I'm going to say this. We're not done because we talked about it a little bit. CONCACAF Champions League. Let's go for that third. I know Seattle broke the mold. They were the first ones to win it. But nobody has won the Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, and then gone on to be a CONCACAF Champions League champion. Toronto FC was the closest to do it, and it ended in heartbreak. But like we said, League MX is ripe for the taking, guys. So it's not done. The job's not finished. Uh, I know that LAFC's been posting that job finished. I don't think it is, guys. Let's go. Let's try to be the greatest MLS team of all time, and I do think they have it in them. There will be some changes, Um, but you still got Denny Buonga. You got a very hungry Carlos Vela now, who's now talking about not just one, two trophies. He just wants trophies. He's like, I'm selfish. I'm okay with that. I want more and more, and I think he name-checked CONCACAF Champions League specifically, so I feel like now this is like he's crossing things off his list, and and he's getting to the bottom and going, oh, I need that. I need one of those, and a Carlos Vela that needs something is a good Carlos Vela to have John Thornton, I have faith in you that you will uh, rejuvenate this squad and fill the holes that need to be filled. Steve Trundleau, I have faith that everything that you do uh, is to take this club to its highest level possible. As you say, your job really is just to maximize the talent and maximize the quality that is already there. And I would say on top of it that you do a great job of making changes in the second half. So LAFC will be in every single game they play. It doesn't matter where in the world they play it. Uh, but I want that CONCACAF Champions League. And then we go to the Club World Cup. And, man, if you can add that. And we win it all. And we win Great it speech. all, Vince.
0: Great If you can wins. add that. Got people wanting to win the Club World Cup. And, like, someone's – people – you sound like Lou Brown in the movie Major League. Well, there's only one thing left to do, win the whole damn thing. Something along those lines. But that's you just – you got me – I want right. to run through a wall for you, coach.
2: Uh, Way too early predictions failed to score a winner against Real Madrid in the club world cup final.
0: Okay. And before well, we go, Vince, well, I just want to tell you the serendipity of this weekend, beautiful day, Saturday, maybe the best day in LA because uh, of the weather Sunday, we had clear skies. It is pissing down rain right now in Redondo beach. So it's like the soccer gods are telling us we had our perfect weekend and now the cleanse and let's get back to it and enjoy the moment.
1: Well, you, you said before we go, I do want to give you guys, you Connor and Max, both. This is going to be our last show of the year. Um, I usually wrap up the shows, and I, I will wrap up the show. But I would like you guys to go ahead and say whatever you would like to say to the fans, or wh- whatever you want to get out uh, with our last show of the year. If you got something to to add,
2: I'm good. I'm just kidding, guys. Oh my god.
1: Classic.
2: Oh my what god. A jerk. Uh, no, I I said it a little bit earlier, guys. Uh, right at the top of the show. You guys are are the best for for those who not only come uh, to our pre and post games every single week and actually say hi and and hang out with us and be a part of the show live. But for those who who either can't or don't, uh, for everyone in the chat who shows up week in, week out, someone at the post game said, thank you for making Mondays exciting again. That's what we do it for, guys. Um, And to be able to cover a team uh, of this quality um, off of a year that was just so disappointing – uh, just as fans for the three of us, it's just so, it makes it so much worth it at the end of the day. Um, so I, I, I'd like to try to speak on behalf of Max and Vince and, and everyone behind the scenes that you're not seeing right now. Uh, everyone's worked their, uh, absolute tails off, uh, for not just 110 but LAFC and for you guys. Uh, so I just want to say thanks to everyone involved. And then, uh, We'll be back, so don't worry. This is the last episode this this season, but uh, thank you guys for coming week in week out. I love what we've been able to create, and hopefully, we'll able be able to preserve this and keep going for for a long time. So, I
0: love Max, well, well said, Connor. I just want to double up here. I, I look forward to, to getting back on the horn with you guys. One Ten Football has been wonderful. Uh, Connor, his father Ken, Chris, and everyone involved, and. The, the the production team I, I they really are a great group of people and it's easy to work along with them I don't I don't have to say anything about Vince he is a, uh, one of the very few people in this industry that I, I I work with and trust and tell him everything and I appreciate that he's my sounding board for a lot of things or should I say this uh, I'm very I, I've the, the relationship I developed with Vince and more and I'm looking forward to keep developing with Connor we, more time we've been able to spend it, been able to hit it off but what he said about you guys we did this show and it was like four people on the chat and we're like, this is not sustainable. And you can't just click your fingers and do it. You gotta put in the reps and you gotta make a connection with you guys. And clearly we did. We we have like 150 people at one point here and uh, we can't keep up with the questions. That makes it sound like we're doing something but we wanna be authentic and we want we we enjoy here. I mean, we're supposed to do this for 40 minutes and we're way over time every week. So uh, we don't wanna get off the air. So it's gonna be <laughs> Sorry, hard. Chris. But, uh, we appreciate you guys for what you've been able to do. It's uh, it's very nice. But it's just, we're going to build off of this. We needed you for this to work, and it's working, so thanks.
2: And, and as Max said, if you know what? Forget everything that we've done this season. If anyone deserves the credit, it's Vince. The amount of crap that he's had to endure on social media and all the people dragging him especially last year for him to not only be right but working his tail off and succeeding at the end we love you vince vince is the goat guys vince is the absolute goat and y'all don't give him enough credit and i said y'all so get with it
1: uh yes the the la rosa pants co uh, brand is still alive and well and thank you connor and max those are you guys are too sweet uh i will say uh the whole crew everybody from top to bottom and like connor says the people that you don't see they work really hard for us and allow us to do this job and just talk Um, which is uh having gotten to see a little bit of the production side myself it's hard when you got to do everything um so thank you but yes most of all thank you to you guys in the chat the best advertisement for 110 football is you guys because to max's point it's like four people at first then it's eight people. Then now all of a sudden there's 50. Oh, my God, there's 100. And you guys just keep coming, and then more people keep showing up, and they see how enthusiastic you guys are about it. So that's what keeps us going, um, and that's what's going to keep this channel going. And I'll say this, as you guys are all hoping that we're going to drop, like there's going to be a World Cup show. There's going to be something going on. Um, so just follow our socials. Uh, there's a, definitely a World Cup happening, and we won't go completely silent. So follow 110Football on all platforms. Follow Connor Colopsis, Follow Max Bretos, Follow myself. There will be stuff to do, but I just want to end by saying thank you. And I really do mean it when I say that you guys are the best advertisement for 110 football. You guys are all evangelists for us. So go out there, spread the word, and we'll see you in 2023. So that'll wrap up the championship edition.
2: Championship edition, baby.
1: You're champions till you're not. So go out there and celebrate it. There's no expiration date on it. Have fun, and we will see you guys in 2023.